Hey, and welcome to Off the Circle. Today we've got Chuck Wee from Kenzie Academy here talking about coding schools. As always, this is Ryan Grimes. I got Doug Carr here and Harry Howe, and welcome to Off the Circle. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Ryan Grimes. Hey everybody, this is Doug Carr. Welcome to another on Off the Circle. And I, we'll just go around the table. How about we do that? We'll go Ryan first, Harry, and then Chuck. Um, Ryan, uh, Ryan's here from My IT Indy. Yep. I'm the president of My IT Indy. We're an IT services provider here in the Indianapolis area, focusing on B2B, uh, making sure your technology is more efficient. And I'm Harry Howe with Howe Leadership, and I work with the busy entrepreneur who's become a victim of his own success. Fantastic. And, and our guest today is Chuck Wee. Welcome, sir. Thank you. I'm Chuck Wee, co-founder and CEO of Kenzie Academy. I um, spent my career on both Wall Street and Silicon Valley and uh, moved back to Indy after 18 years to uh, start our first school here. I love that. Move back to Indy. So that's fantastic. That's a story that we commonly hear in, in Indy. And so it's a good story for off the circle as well. So what, so what took you out of Indianapolis? Um, that's a great question because uh, I, I was actually attended IPOI, you know, 18 years ago. And I've always wanted to work in tech industry, either that or in finance. And uh, there weren't that many, you know, tech companies hiring in uh, in India back then. So I had to literally move to a different state to, to seek that opportunity. But uh, coming back to India today, you know, seeing uh, looking up at the, the tallest building, it's a Salesforce building, right? And uh, seeing this emerging tech ecosystem, uh, it's just amazing. It's like I wish had I had I lived here today as a student, I would have never left the city. Wow. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> I'm not sure that you'd be as success, successful, though, right? So yeah. some of the uh, – maybe talk a little bit about your successes after you left. Um, yeah, I actually ended up went, going to University of Texas in Austin, uh, graduated with a computer engineering degree, uh, and uh, no, uh, got my first dream, uh, a job at Wall Street uh, working at Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. And then uh, after a while, uh, I, I realized that it was miserable. Uh, and uh, the best thing that happened was the 2008 financial crisis, which uh, literally, you know, uh, uh, I was laid off. And then it forced me to, uh, you know, get a, a 50% pay cut uh, with a job in Silicon Valley. Um, and that, I think that was the blessing in disguise. Uh, yeah. I went to Montview, uh, worked for a startup called Looped, uh, which was led by uh, Sam Altman, who is today president of Y Combinator. Um, and, uh, we, we spent, uh, next year and a half, uh, build up, uh, build up looped. Uh, and, uh, after that, uh, I, uh, moved back to, uh, the East Coast in New York, uh, started a company called Julie IO, uh, uh, which helped to address the talent problem in Silicon Valley. That's fantastic. And, and agility has really taken off, right? Um, yeah, we've grown, uh, from, uh, 10 people to 250 people within six years. We've worked with 130 startups, primarily in the Bay Area and also in the East Coast. Uh, some of the companies we work with when they were very young, they've gone on to raise over $100 million in funding. Uh, and today we do projects for uh, directly for companies at meetup.com, LegalZoom, uh, NerdWallet, uh, but also through subcontract when doing work for Google, Uber, and a couple other uh, big tech companies. 
That's fantastic. And so, you know, I, I have to say from, you know, I've been in Indianapolis for 14 years. It's awesome to have someone of your caliber come back to the state as well. I mean, I think that's just an incredible, uh, incredible story. A lot of times we saw people leave, but never come back. They might come back to raise a family or whatever. Um, but once they found, you know, uh, success, you know, elsewhere, they stayed elsewhere. Um, so what, what, you know, you talked a little bit about the tech community here and the growth. Um, what, what was your final factor, you know, as far as, you know, you're looking to, to start up this new startup. What, why Indy? Why, why would you come back to Indy for that? Well, uh, actually, after being away for so long, I actually had no idea that uh, there was an emerging tech ecosystem here. Yeah. So when I uh, we uh, when we were exploring what cities to to, to go to as our first uh, uh, campus for Kenzie Academy, uh, we looked at uh, a couple. Uh, our goal was to kind of build up in the American heartland, in the middle of America, because we feel like there is a lot of untapped talent here. Yeah. Uh, and given the right uh, training and mentorship and access, uh, we can get people on high paying tech jobs and even get more of the jobs. You know, uh, from the coast to the middle of the country. So we were exploring cities, and uh, Indy was one of the cities in the roadmap. And uh, when I, you know, get off the plane, like I said, uh, saw the Salesforce building, and then start meeting people, uh, it, it dawned on me that wow, there's so much has changed. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, from a tech scene, but even from the city itself. You know, the city is now very hip. Uh, I heard that uh, Fountain Square is a thing now. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. But that's you haven't place. been there? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, wait till you go. That, yeah. that is a place you used to avoid in the old days. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we have some stats. Uh, Sarah Croft from TechPoint had sent over some stats and on on Indiana and Indianapolis and, and what's happening here. So, you know, one of the things to keep in mind is tech jobs on average pay twice the median average wage, which is why this is so important to the region. Uh, in 2016, 16, 43 technology companies committed to adding 5,336 new jobs, uh, Indiana. So that's, that's a huge economic, uh, boom to the city and of course to the state. Uh, according to Smart Asset, Indy is ranked fourth best city for women in tech, for gender and pay gap in tech, uh, income after housing costs. Uh, women as a percentage of the tech workforce and four-year tech employment growth as well. So I, I think that's another great thing that we have going for us. I think there needs to be more, um, I, I feel, in tech. But Well, and um, if you take a look at some of the information that's coming out now as we kind of woo um, Amazon – um, there, there's a raft of information not listed that Sarah, you know, didn't provide that is kind of coming out. And I think will become more public as a result of the, um, desire to see Amazon relocate here. Yeah. Chuck, if I could just add to, uh, you know, comment on what you said, it's especially gratifying to the three of us, the other three of us around the table who have, been here and kind of from the inside done what we are able to contribute to this ecosystem and and but you know your validation of that is just especially gratifying because we we think that but we don't have the perspective that you do and and you know people like Doug have worked unselfishly to you know make this the um not not just a thriving ecosystem, but but one that people have described as being very generous and and 
people giving. Yeah, I think I think Indianapolis is one of those places that the reason why people are hearing more and more about it, one, stability. You know, I've lived all over as well. And housing markets are up and down and crashes and booms and busts and everything else. And, I, you know, in 14 years here, we've just had incredibly steady growth. Then, of course, the feeder system of schools here is incredible that we do. We do pull talent from out of state from our school system, you know, and, and then I think the other one is your story is, you know, coming back and building a, a, a business is just an incredible opportunity for the area. But we hear people come back for family too, you know, which is great. So uh, I think, um, I always tell people the Indianapolis story when I'm, <laughs> when I'm out and about. And then with the publication with Martech, you know, I'm always trying to, to feature, you know, the talent here regionally. So um, a couple more stats. According to Time Magazine's money section, 20 is one of the hottest cities uh, for tech jobs, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And and I think we're going to talk about this with Kenzie Academy, too, is tech jobs doesn't necessarily mean developer. You know, it's it's it goes well beyond that. And then um, according to CBRE, India is fifth in the nation for tech job growth in 2016. And I think I saw a stat. In, was it an IBJ or something that we added 9,000 jobs? I think it was – we went way over. I think it was something like 9,000 tech jobs and, and supporting tech jobs. So it, mm. we beat even you know what we thought we were going to do here. Um, so, so it sounds like a good nesting ground for what we're going to talk about next, right? Oh, definitely. definitely. Which is Kenzie Academy and, mm-hmm. and maybe talk about you know uh, what is Kenzie Academy – why is Kenzie Academy and uh, and what are your plans for growth here? Uh, yeah, so Kenzie Academy is a tech apprenticeship school uh, focused on essentially uh, bringing more forward-thinking tech education uh, to uh, where we believe it's a more uh, uh, relevant and efficient way to train the future generation of technologists. Like I said, not just developers and 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 uh, coders, right? Um, and also adding the component of mentorship. Uh, where uh, we bring in people who have many years of experience uh, being uh, senior developers or uh, uh, engineering managers to mentor students so that we can accelerate their growth uh, in, in, the, in, in, in their learning. Uh, and also the third part is uh, job placement. Uh, we coming from industry, we know exactly what are the needs, uh, what are te- the, the kind of jobs and skills and the experience that companies are looking for. So we, uh, we would kind of essentially close that, uh, that, that skills gap by training the right thing, giving them the right, uh, mentorship and then placing them at, uh, either companies here in, in Annapolis or, uh, over the longer term, getting more and more California and, uh, East Coast companies who yeah. are struggling to hire talent there to say, Hey, would you guys consider opening up an office here and hire people here? Right. And so that's great. So, so you, let's say a, a, a typical, this is a typical student. So they might get their computer degree, mm-hmm. um, computer science degree, and then they would go to Kenzie Academy, correct? Uh, uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, so we, we uh, go after students uh, at all different levels. Uh, uh, first of all, what we really care about is going after people who, uh, at, at, uh, in our first phase, we're targeting students who are either unemployed, underemployed, or uh, took uh, a, a non-technical degree, either in liberal arts or something, but realized that they discovered their passion for 
you know, uh, technology or yeah. coding uh, a little later and wanted to come into the tech industry. So our, our goal is to create pathways for, uh, you know, uh, folks, uh, 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 like this, you know, uh, towards the tech industry. Uh, but, um, over time, we do see us uh, offering more advanced programs that could be someone who's done either computer science, who just need that last mile of education, yeah. uh, and also, uh, mentorship so that they could get, you know, into the company that they want to get into, um, you know, or uh, essentially someone who's uh, been a, a senior technologist for a couple of years, but they're working on little older technology stacks and realize that, hey, if they do a little bit more of training, uh, they can then, you know, go to more you know, newer modern tech companies that are doing exciting and innovative things. Chuck, what would be the uh, youngest student that you would take? There are, seems to be a, a number of people I'm running across, young people today who are thinking, I'm just going to skip the whole college thing. So these might be juniors or seniors in, in high school. W would they potentially be a candidate? Yeah, we are taking students anywhere from uh, 19 to 40, which we think, uh, uh, and, but we're not, we're not discriminating versus anyone, uh, who's younger or sure. older who yeah. qualify. Yeah. Oh, I can't uh, take a class now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just based Chuck on. Chuck looked at me for everybody. <laughs> He's way over yeah. 40. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's way welcome to <laughs> the program. You uh, don't want him programming. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. don't want me programming. Yeah, yeah Adam Small will second <laughs> yeah. that one. But we, we feel that like this demographic is actually, uh, it's actually a demographic go, uh, that uh, uh, will, uh, will have a, uh, a better chance at training up and getting them placed at, at, at the jobs uh, mm -hmm. that we're looking at. Uh, but also to your point earlier, um, you know, uh, people, a lot of people are saying we're a coding school right now. Uh, we're, we're actually more of a tech uh, school. Right. Uh, we're starting with coding because we think that's where the majority of jobs and demand are. But uh, very quickly, we're going to start offering things like uh, technical sales, uh, digital marketing, DevOps, product management, user experience design. Basically, many of this uh, modern high-demand tech jobs that you can't easily go, go to a four-year university and get a, 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 a degree on. So uh, pretty much our goal is over time, you know, I'm, I also joke with my friends that I'm, uh, we're racing against time versus our counterparts in Silicon Valley as they are building more, you know, uh, AI and self-driving car technologies and automation and that we are trying to train people towards new jobs that will come out, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, with the new introduction of the new technology. I think it's, I think it's so important. Uh, you touched on a couple of things that I think, um, you can come out of college, you know, with a degree in programming, but not having any programming experience, you know, not working with agile, you know, development processes, not working with, you know, um, you know, repository code repositories, not working with a team of other developers and figuring out, you know, what do you do about collisions and alignment of code and everything else? A lot of those pieces are missing. Just knowing the pure language doesn't necessarily make you qualified to go get the job out there. Precisely. Um, and so this is what you're bringing to the table is you're going to bring that, that mentorship and process so that someone can easily just move, you know, from, from your, I don't even want to call it a classroom, you know, but, mm -hmm. but from your environment right into a job environment and feel very comfortable doing that. Yep. Yep. We tried to emulate uh, as much of the real world uh, and kind of the tech startup tech uh, company ecosystem as possible within the school. So that when they move from school to, to uh, their real jobs, you know, it's almost seamless. It's yeah. not a transition. So that's also the reason why, you know, in our space, there's no lecture hall. Uh, right. we, you know, it's, uh, we're trying to do flip classrooms, project-based learning, uh, essentially, uh, all, uh, a, a more modern way of delivering, uh, education and training, uh, that better aligns with how, you know, the, the, the end, uh, job environment is. 
Chuck, tell me a little bit about the mentors. That you know, that sounds like what could be the secret sauce, so to speak, to much of what you're doing. Who who are they? Where do you find them? What you know? Just tell me a little more, please. So we have a mix of uh, instructors and mentors. Uh, <clears throat> but like I said, uh, without lecture, everyone plays a very very similar role. So our lead instructor is a guy by the name of uh, Mike Camerano. Uh, he was doing his uh, uh, um, uh, uh, computer science at Stanford University, PhD. Uh, of course, drop out the PhD program like everyone in Stanford who was successful uh, <laughs> to be employee number one <laughs> yeah. uh, at a company called Playdom uh, that grew uh, uh, you know, from uh, literally zero to almost 500 people within three to four years wow. and then sold to Disney for half a billion dollars. Um, so Mike, uh, you know, uh, was like literally the first employee and then later on went on to become engineering manager. And then he was involved in another startup later that got acquired, uh, by Dropbox. So he was also a senior engineer at Dropbox. Uh, so for Mike, uh, he's like, this is his chance to go back to academia, which he was initially slated to be doing. So, yeah. um, and then we have other mentors. We'll, we also have, uh, you know, uh, local, uh, mentors and instructors, uh, that essentially would help with, uh, you know, a lot of the basic, uh, uh coding, uh, uh, building blocks of coding stuff. Uh, that you don't need someone with many years of experience to do. And then we supplement that with uh, remote instructors and mentors. Um, so we have, we've built up a network of mentors uh, who are uh, senior technologists here in Indy as well as in Silicon Valley and other places. So uh, uh, it's on our, we have a list of mentors on our website. So, uh, you know, current and former developers at Facebook, people at Palantir, at Instagram, at uh, MongoDB. And many other tech companies. So these are people who have been very, very successful at at, at their tech careers. And for them, it's about giving back and uh, helping to kind of train the next generation of uh, developers and technologists. Uh, that's fantastic. And those are rapid growth companies too that they're coming from. I know, you know, I had read a lot about how Dropbox, you know, it was it was hard enough just to keep coding, you know, and developing the platform. Yep. But the but developing the infrastructure for growth yep. was just a monumental task for them because Precisely. they were mm -hmm. because they were growing so fast. So yeah. again, a developer can learn how to code, mm. <laughs> but not necessarily code for a high rapid growth infrastructure. Mm. Having that mentor is really going to be important. And that's also the focus of Kenzie, uh, because we, um, you know, um, uh, there are a lot of great boot camps doing a lot of good work out there. Uh, right. But a lot of them, the, the programs are a lot shorter, usually within a three months time frame. And uh, for us, we actually want to focus on uh, 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 training uh, uh, people so that they could architect complex systems or grow into a role that they can architect complex systems that are highly scalable in the future and therefore our programs are typically longer uh, yeah. which runs anywhere from six months to two years depending on your level of experience and where you want to graduate from but for the two-year program uh, we are actually teaching not just uh, how to code but uh, we're also teaching you a lot of soft skills to be successful tech leaders in the future but we also teach you a lot of the uh, I would say the computer science fundamentals so things like operating systems uh, you know data structures algorithms things that are, are typically taught in a four-year school but we strip out a lot of the theoretical stuff, uh, which are important if you decide to be a, a researcher, yeah. uh, which not too many of us do that in our, you know, in our careers. Uh, but for the, uh, essentially focus more on the vocational part of it, which is typically what most developers do on their day-to-day -day jobs. Off the Circle is brought to you by MyITND. If you're a small to medium-sized business and need assistance with networking, security, and other IT services. Contact Ryan at info at myitindy.com. Off the Circle is brought to you by DK New Media. DK New Media is a marketing consultancy working with some of the world's largest brands on their digital marketing and media strategies. 
contact Doug at DKMedia.com. Right. Oh, yeah, this is exciting stuff. I mean, I, I am a, I'm a former teacher uh, and I love education. I, I feel that our, I don't want to say our, educa- our education system is failing our kids, but it's not gearing us towards where our economy is heading at times. Uh, there's, you know, we've gotten rid of the vocational school programs and schools and um, having two boys that really like to play on the computer, there's not a whole lot of opportunity out there for them to do anything right now, except maybe think about doing some Cisco stuff at some point in high school, but that's it. There's no coding. There's no you know, learning how these things work. Um, I'm super excited about you guys being here. I think this is a great opportunity to, you know, because we, we have a lot of people that are going to graduate with degrees that aren't going to matter in five years because their industry is gone. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and not just their industry, but even just the typical way that a business is set yeah. up, right? Oh, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, I'm having, a certified Spanish teacher. Yeah. I'm running an IT company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you look at, you know, what we learn, you know, in high school and college, you know, gives us a well-rounded, mm-hmm. you know, education and, and creativity and everything else. But what it doesn't prepare us for is like the tech space. The tech space, I think, is, you know, virtual workers and, and, and creatives are becoming a lot more important, you know, as we get into AI and machine learning and everything else is now it's critical thinking and, and, and creative thinking, you know, to get around problems. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I definitely saw with exact target, you know, was the rapid growth was we didn't just need people that could do stuff. You know, we needed people that could keep up and yeah. we needed people that could get ahead and, and think about the next crazy thing to yeah. try, you know, and because if we didn't, the competitor would, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it's an exciting time. And, and from an innovation time, it's got to be exciting too. This is, this is really on the, you know, I, I think a lot of people look at nowadays with technology and they say, you know, wow, we're there. And this is not there. No, we're, we're a train wreck. Right yeah, now. this is the beginning. Yeah, this is the beginning. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, quantum, you know, quantum processing coming out, AI, machine learning. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this stuff is going to, you know, the the days you you alluded to it, but the the days of code writing code, yeah. <laughs> you know, are upon us. You know. Yeah. Um, well, everyone says it's coming very very soon. I'm a little skeptical. I think it's going to take a little bit longer, yeah. but it it will come. Uh, but the beauty of that is when that happens. Uh, you know, someone told me recently about you know the, uh, the the fuzzies and the logical, which is the engineers and the uh, the arts. Uh, we see that you know as uh, you know uh, coding and uh, software becomes uh, a lot more easier to build. Uh, yeah. Then you see a convergence of arts and science together, right. where we can then develop new products and new solutions that don't exist today. Uh, especially at a time when we are able to give tools to someone who is not very technical to be able to build right. something out of it. Right. Yeah. That that will be uh, the holy grail. Ah. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, one of the things you, I, I took the tour the other night here, one of the things you mentioned was doing firmware programming and coding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who works in technology, please, for the love of God, fix firmware. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it is the number one piece of garbage in our entire industry right now. The firmware on most devices we deal with is just, it's bad. Yeah, and it's it's not secure. It's not updated. You, it's 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 just a honey pot of garbage for anyone to get into. Yeah. Um, that I mean, what what are your thoughts on the firmware? So uh, when I was going to school many many moons ago, uh, uh, you know, like, I, a firmware is the is the code that runs on a processor. I'm just telling everyone. So yeah. it, it runs on the hardware in the computer. So that's yeah. what we're talking about. Firmware. It, it, it's what made hardware ticks yeah. um, yeah. and connects to the rest of the software, which is the yeah. fun part. Um, and yeah, when I was going to school many many moons ago, you know, we see firmware as uh, we had to learn it, but it was 
us the boring stuff we have to do because we're like, we're not going to use this because all these jobs for uh, were being shipped to China. Yeah. Uh, you know, we want to build Java. We want to build the exciting, exciting new front end stuff, well, mm-hmm. which is what's happening. But if you look at the growth of IoT the last few years, you know, with the iPhone, with now, you know, connected devices, you know, firmware is getting sexy again. Yeah. Um, you know, now, you know, there are companies in the US that are scrambling to find good firmware developers, mm-hmm. uh, that can build off uh, IoT devices and then connect things to the cloud and sensors and things like that. It is a whole new industry that's cropping up. And then we realize that there is a lack of, uh, you know, because everyone who does firmware well, or well, many of them either works at Apple and a few of these companies mm-hmm. or they're all in China. Yeah. Um, so we, we see a, a strong demand in the next few years to actually start uh, building up and training up firmware talent. Yeah. Uh, but also from there, can we then start deriving a, a newer version of firmware that w- will be, you know, um, that, that, that can do more stuff and it'll be easier to program and it's easier to manage? Uh, you know, that, there is a lot of opportunity for innovation here. It's, uh, I'd be remiss, you know, I'm the, you're talking about firmware and, and, uh, one of our, one of the clients that we have, Lifeline, got FedRAMP certified. And so that's the high, that's the highest level of certification that you can get from a data center standpoint. But part of the complexity of that certification is that every chipset on every piece of hardware in their data center has to be audited daily for updates. And you're, it's a huge security gap right now in the country. Yep. And that's that, you know, software can be secure and the communication methodology can be secure, but hardware can be really, really insecure. Yeah. And so there's definitely a lot of advancements that need made there just from a security standpoint. Yeah. Every time there's new technology, uh, sometimes security may not be the first thing that people think about. Right. And when it starts. Or the lab. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or any of the things they think about. Until something embarrassing happens, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Companies we shall not name. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, Equifax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. Yep. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, like Doug, you, 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 you're alluding to it. It's like, you know, as IoT continues to become more and more mainstream and grow, there is definitely a lot of opportunities with security companies coming into the space and stuff like that. So a lot of opportunity for innovation, a lot of opportunities for new startups coming in uh, that can probably move a lot faster than bigger companies than actually disrupt the space and own the space. Right. Yes, I love that. Yeah, we've I, even seen big companies fail at firmware. There's a certain company that begins with C, ends and O, and has yes. disk in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> that we've had firmware issues with on some of their wireless well, access points, but, but it's, it's, it's just... But part of that is the growth of a company, it right? Really yeah. Once you get layers of management and process and everything else, it tends to slow your agility mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so the opportunity then is for young. I think it's why, you know, Google, Apple, you know, they're buying up companies left and right, right? Yeah. Is they're buying innovation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then bringing that innovation internal. Yeah. So. And this actually takes back to your question earlier about why indie and why the Midwest, yeah. you know, and American Heartland in general. Um, uh, we, uh, of course, our short-term goal is to get people jobs and things like that. But the long-term goal is we want to contribute. We're hoping these people, after a couple of years at, at, at companies, will then come out and, and start their, their own companies. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what, uh, what attracts me to the American Heartland in the middle of America is that uh, people here are very handy. You know, uh, you know I, I have friends, uh, you know, that I you know, used to go to school with that, uh, you know, they, they, they can do all kinds of craft. They can fix up a souped-up car. They can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So imagine giving them resourcefulness, the very Midwest resourcefulness. Yeah. So imagine giving them the toolbox of software. And uh, I, I believe that uh, you know, uh, you know, I was at Rise of the Rest this morning, and the whole you know, like what Steve Case was alluding to is that the third wave entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, we don't believe. I don't believe that the next innovation 
would necessarily always come out of Silicon Valley. Right. Uh, we, we see, you know, essentially this third wave entrepreneurs coming out from the Midwest, from the South, uh, that would uh, essentially create new products and, and new solutions. So what we want to do here at Kenzie Academy is to make sure that we train up enough talent that we can supply these companies, these entrepreneurs, so that they can continue to innovate and grow their companies here in the Midwest without having to move to Silicon Valley when they reach a certain size. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that. Well, where uh, people can find Kenzie.academy online, that's K-E-N-Z-I-E. Tell everybody why is this called Kenzie Academy. This is great. <laughs> um, so we were trying to uh, trying hard to come up with uh, a different name for this to to annotate what 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 the future something of the future. Yeah. Uh, and then we came up with a very nice name and realized that there was already a school like that somewhere in Asia. Oh. So uh, at the end, I was like, well, um, uh, I have three daughters. Uh, the youngest one is uh, three at the moment. And uh, uh, my vision of Kenzie is that by the time my my third daughter reaches uh, you know higher at age, that this will be a mainstream concept. Like you know, four years will be there, uh, but it will not be the only pathway towards a career and a good life. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully, one day she would go to Kenzie. I love that. Uh, and I, the reason I chose the third daughter is that that buys me a lot more time. Before <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it happen. <laughs> but I love that. I love that. I well, love it's that personal. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So go to Kenzie.academy. Um, from a timing standpoint, uh, right now you're taking people, you're taking applications right now? Uh, yeah, we actually we have our, our first uh, small cohort that's starting next week, uh, and we're taking applications for our January cohort. Um, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, we're taking applications. We're we're giving a tour of 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 the the school that's still being renovated, and uh, we're reaching out to the community and uh, trying to find uh, um, the best twenty five uh, students we can find, and hopefully you know put them on a path towards uh, a, a tech career. Fantastic, and and. Uh Kinsey Academy's home, by the way, is at the Speakeasy downtown, so above the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, so if you want to, um, there's a contact page on Kinsey Academy where you can come down for a tour. Um, you guys are pretty much around all the time anyways. Yeah, you're traveling right now, but yeah. but, but your team is to pretty much here every single day. So. Yep, we have a team here. Uh, you know, yep. Just come to the Speakeasy, knock on the door and say, look for Kinsey Academy. Someone's always here to greet you. And uh, yeah, we're just walking around, causing trouble and having a good time. Fantastic. And you might even meet Doug and myself. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't we haven't got into the bourbon yet, but we've been talking about it. So we figured that would be after a podcast. So, uh, well, thank you for joining us today. This is a uh, once again, and thank you for coming back to Indianapolis because those of us that have been in here have been here and are really dedicated to the growth here in town. We know that there's something special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lot of times when I go to other places, they're talking about you know the the natural resources that are talking about these. And those are all important, you know, to, to a community. But what I see in Indianapolis is more and more people talking about how, how can we make this place a great place to employ people and to, to innovate and, and be that, you know, have the next big thing coming. Yeah. And, um, and thank you for Salesforce for taking that chase sign down and putting the Salesforce one up so that when you landed, it was exactly. tech. So. Yeah, you guys are the pioneers. You know, yeah. I'm the second wave. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully there are a lot more waves coming. Yeah. We'll, we'll build a we very, have all the very... arrows stuck in us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the, all, all the scars, to, you know, yeah. the battle scars to prove for it. Uh, but uh, hopefully uh, we all will play our part and build a very vibrant technical system. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. If you're an Indianapolis business and would like to be on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's State-of-the-Art Studio, the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.